to the I Should Have Known podcast with Soups, Andy, and Tanner. It's a trivia podcast with a twist. Each episode, we dive into an interesting topic, and the host will share four big facts about it. But beware, one of those facts is total BS. Play along with the others to try to figure out which one is the lie, and by the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. Hey everyone, I'm Tanner, here with Andy and Soups for another episode of I Should Have Known. Today, Andy has some facts about the names of planets. Andy, over to you. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm flexing my linguist muscle a little bit and talking about planet names. Cool, good to know. I wanted to say that uh, when I pitched this topic to Tanner, he said, everything's a cool fact in space, which I thought was a really great quote for describing the topic i agree so we're talking about planet names do you guys have a favorite planet favorite planet my favorite planet is not a planet anymore i knew it <laughs> i knew we couldn't talk about planets without someone talking about pluto so do you know why Pluto's not a planet anymore i think i heard that it was too small it's so much smaller than all the other planets yeah the international astronomical union this body that's in charge of the nomenclature and classification of various celestial bodies. They demoted Pluto in 2006 to dwarf planet. Really what they did was they changed the qualifications to be a planet, and then Pluto did not meet those qualifications. What are the qualifications to be a planet? Well, one's an obvious one. It has to orbit the sun. Yeah, yeah, it's got to orbit the sun. The second one is related to size. Basically, the body needs to be big enough so that its own gravity makes it spherical. So it can't be like an asteroid shape, like a potato. This is not big enough to be a planet. And then the last one is it has to have cleared its neighborhood. So this means that the area where it orbits, it's the only thing in that area. And Pluto does not meet that one. So for the second one, size and shape are tied together, right? If you're big yeah. enough, then you're going to be round. Yeah, that's a fact of physics. Okay. And then for the last one, if you're big enough, you'll also either like collect other things in your area or run into them and bounce them off. Is that the idea? Or eject them. Yeah. Okay. And Pluto hasn't done that. It's got stuff in the way. Yeah. The main reason behind this was that if Pluto is a planet, then our solar system would have many, 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 many more planets. And already, since 2006, there are five recognized dwarf planets. In our solar system? In our solar system, there are probably more. So Pluto had to get demoted, much to, I feel like, every millennial's disappointment. Yeah, or we would have to add those five, and then the mnemonic to remember that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> Soups, do you know like a mnemonic device for the planet names? No, no, we just learned it from the closest to the farthest to the sun. Oh, man. Tanner, you want to give us the mnemonic that we learned? My very eager mother just served us nine pizzas. You have to get rid of the P. My very excellent mother just served us noodles. Oh. Pizza's way better than noodles. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so of course the English language names for the planets in our solar system are soups give it to us mercury venus earth mars jupiter saturn uranus neptune that's it there you go 
Yeah, so do you guys know where the names of those planets come from? Roman gods? Yeah, exactly. Except Earth, they're all the Roman names of Greek and Roman gods. So there are five visible planets. We call them the naked eye planets. So these are planets that you don't need a telescope to see from the Earth. So basically every ancient culture knew about these. Everyone figured out these five stars are not normal stars. Right. So they could pick them out from the sky because they didn't move like stars. Is that the idea? Yeah, they look like stars, but they don't move like stars on the night sky. And that's what's important. So that's where we come to the word planet. The word planet comes from a Greek word that we usually translate as wanderer. And it's because all of the stars move in the same direction across the night sky. Mm -hmm. But planets can go retrograde. So they can go against this motion. So they don't move like the stars. They don't move along the same path as the stars. Okay. As someone who is a big fan of astrology, I must say that my Mercury is in retrograde right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So astrology and astronomy, in ancient times, there wasn't really a difference because many, many ancient civilizations used the stars and the planets and the sun and the moon to, you know, make predictions about the world and people's lives and everything. So this is basically how astronomy, the field of science, started mm -hmm. in astrology, the pseudoscience of... Like studying horoscopes with star signs? Yeah, so that's like your zodiac sign and all these things. Yeah, it's not a science. You can't consider it as an art. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, pseudoscience, where it's based off of science. But astrologers use very complex calculations. You know, when you go to an astrologer and he puts all the data at his computer and it shows all the houses of the planets where they are right now. Right. Yeah. It's pretty scientific the way he rationalizes. <laughs> I mean, the charting of the stars and the planets that astrology is based off of is scientific. These cultures really did actually chart the actual bodies in the sky. Mm -hmm. The part that's not scientific is making predictions about your life or applying it to your life. But the actual charting is scientific. That's real. And this is important. The astrology, astronomy link is really important for the etymologies of the names of the planets, which is what I'm talking about today, because these planets were named in ancient times. So these names are thousands of years old. They were named when astrology was astronomy. Okay. They're very much related to religion, agriculture, and sciences. Okay. Before you get into facts, when you were talking about these five planets which can be seen with the naked eye, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think the members of the Flat Earth Society think that only Earth is flat and every other planet is round or sphere, or they think every planet in the solar system is flat? That's a great question. That is a really good question. Um, I didn't look that up. <laughs> this isn't a conspiracy theory episode. Oh, thought. <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically every ancient culture had names for the five naked eye planets that you can see. But of course, now we know that there are eight total planets in our solar system. So modern naming customs. This is highly regulated, as I said, by the International Astronomical Union. The planets that were discovered by telescope, the fact that they named them after Roman gods is kind of just because they did. There wasn't really any reason. And these people who discovered them, some of them didn't give the planets names. Some of them did. Some of them changed the names. But now they're highly regulated, the names of the planets and their moons. So fact number one, the moons of all the planets, except the Earth, 
are named for myths, except the Uranian system, which are named for Shakespeare characters. Hmm. I think I've heard this one. So there's a tiny exception to this. Two of them are named for a play by Alexander Pope, but all the others, there are 27, as we know of right now. They're all named after Shakespeare characters. 27 moons for Uranus? <laughs> for Uranus? <laughs> yes. Not Uranus. <your> <laughs> yeah. All the other planets, their moons and their systems are named after mythological figures. Except right. a few, like one or two exceptions. Okay. But not necessarily Greek and Roman mythology. So Saturn has the most moons. They're named after titans and giants. Mm-hmm. They ran out of Greek and Roman titans and giants, so they used giants from Norse and Inuit myth. But it's still from myth. Right. You're saying that all of them, besides Uranus's and Earth's, are named after myths. Mm-hmm. And then Uranus's moons, they're from Shakespeare characters or Alexander Pope? They're all from English literature. Uh-huh. But mostly from Shakespeare. One of the moons, Ariel, it overlaps. It's a character in Pope's play and in a Shakespeare play. Okay, okay. So there's only one that is absolutely not in Shakespeare. Your lie is getting very complicated here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uranus was discovered by William Herschel, famous German-British astronomer, in 1781. And he wanted to name it after the king at the time, which, Tanner, you should know who the king was in 1781. Was it still King George? The third, yes. But his son actually named it Uranus. His son was also an astronomer, and his sister was an astronomer. So three Herschels were astronomers. So he wanted to name it after the king, but the international community was like, uh, no, gross, we're not doing that. <laughs> So they changed it to Uranus, but his son also started the trend of naming him after English literary characters. And so some people think this was kind of like a spiting. They're uh-huh. trying to spite the people who didn't want to take his dad's name for the planet. So if he had gotten his way, it would have been Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, George? Georgian, yeah. The Georgian planet. That's Georgian. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where are you from, Georgia? <laughs> the country, state, or the planet? Which one? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the story of Uranus and its moons. Wow. Wow. Very cool, actually. Yeah. But but tell me something. In those days, anybody could have become an astronomer? What was the qualification? That's a really great point. So Herschel is famous because he actually developed his own telescopes And basically by discovering Uranus, he proved the kind of superiority of his telescope design. And then astronomy really took off. They discovered Neptune not long after, but that was the first planet discovered. Okay. Uranus was the first planet discovered. Oh, because the rest were observed. You can see them from the Earth. Right. So 1781 was the first time we learned that there is another planet out there and then there was another one that they found right away (laughs) did he give any reason why he picked uranus because he's the god of the sky oh and we didn't have one named after him yet yeah i guess it was the first one right so it was the first one you spotted with a new tool yeah 
Galileo discovered many moons of Jupiter, but did not discover Uranus. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so moving away from Western and modern naming, we're going to move way east, so East Asia. Yeah, so most countries in East Asia, their naming system descends from the Chinese naming system. But I cannot read Chinese. So instead of talking about Chinese, we're going to talk about Korean because I lived in Korea and can read Korean, but Koreans got it from the Chinese. Chinese came up with the system first. Fact number two, East Asia's oldest surviving astronomical observatory is in Korea and not in China. Hmm. Where in Korea? It is in Gyeongju, which is a city in the eastern part of the country. It was built in the 5th century by Queen Sondok of the Shila Kingdom. 5th century. Wow. So this is an observatory. Does it have some sort of a telescope or is it just like a viewing station? It's a tower. And they think it's an observatory because it has like the stones are organized in a very specific way. It matches too well with auspicious numbers in Korean culture and the stars and astronomical features that it's it's an observatory. But the Chinese are the ones who gave the Koreans their astronomical system, naming system. Mm -hmm. This naming system is based off of the Wuxing. Those are the Chinese five elements. This is what's used in Chinese astrology even to today. These elements in one order are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Those elements line up with the planets. So Jupiter is wood. Fire is... Mars? Mars, yeah. Saturn is Earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> By Earth, I mean dirt, like dirt. soil, not the planet. Venus is metal and Mercury is water. Yeah, but in Korean, these are a little different. They are su, which means water, gum, and then hua is fire, mok is wood, to is earth. <laughs> so those are the five. And gum, gum was gold, right? Yeah, so metal in Korean was changed to gold, not just general metal. So that one's a little different. That one's special to Korea. Mm -hmm. And Tanner, do you remember the Korean days of the week? I remember gumyeol is Friday. Yeah. The names of the days of the week in Korean come from these elements, which are also the names of the planets, just like in English. What I think is really cool, though, is the two new planets. Korean needed names for Uranus and Neptune. And typically, they use the translation of the Roman gods. Neptune is Heiwangsong. So it's the king of the sea star. Uranus is Chunwangsong, king of the heaven star. So Neptune is the god of the sea, and Uranus is the god of the sky. So these are the, the translations. Oh, wow. So they just translated the whole idea of these mm -hmm. people. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a calc. Very smart adaptation, though, I have to say. Yeah, it's quite clever. Most other languages just took Uranus and Neptune and made it fit their phonology. But Koreans, they took it a step further. Okay, fact number three. The only planets mentioned in the Bible are Venus and Jupiter. Hmm, besides the Earth. Yes, besides the Earth and the Sun and the Moon, which at the time were considered planets. It sort of makes sense to me. You know, Jupiter is super big, so it's super bright, super easy to spot in the sky. And then Venus sticks out because it's out in the evening. Sometimes it's called the evening star. I would have thought that they would have 
spotted Mars. That's surprising to me. We're pretty certain that the ancient peoples, they knew about these planets. They just didn't write about them in the Bible. Oh, okay. So it's not that they missed it. It's that they didn't write it down. It didn't fit their narrative, basically. Yeah. In Amos 5.26, there is a priest of the cult of the purchaser of the world, which in Arabic, the name for Jupiter has to do with the name for merchants. And so that this is a Semitic root. And so Hebrew had the same word. So this probably means Jupiter. A Jupiter cult. Yeah, basically a cult of Jupiter. Whoa. And Venus is a very, very interesting story that I know Tanner is really going to like. So do you know the Latin name for the star Venus? Uh, it's not Venus. Lucifer is the, the light bringer. Yeah. So the name for Venus in Latin, not the goddess, is Lucifer. There is a section, Isaiah fourteen twelve, where they talk about this person who's fallen from grace. And his name is... Halel ben Shakur, which means the dawn star. When they translated this into Latin, they called him Sun Lucifer. And so when they translated the Latin into the King James Version, they kept the name Lucifer. And people took the story of this guy's son who fell from grace to mean the devil. And uh -huh. so then that's how the devil got his name. They just kept the Latin term as if it was a given name. Yeah. Halel is Venus in Hebrew. So that's where Lucifer got his name. Wow, that's super cool. Last fact. Soups, did you see Moana? You mean the Disney film? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Not yet. Well, anyone who did, one important part about the movie is that they use the stars to guide their path across the sea. And this is totally real. Polynesian wayfarers used the stars to guide their path across the water in real life and this is in the movie as well we have to talk about hawaii and hawaiian because mauna kea the world's tallest mountain from base to peak is the big island of hawaii and at the top of it there's an observatory this observatory has been hugely important in the discovery of many many celestial bodies so i wanted to talk about hawaiian names for planets because hawaii has been so important to astronomy I want to talk about this tallest mountain. The base is below the water. Is that the idea? Yeah, base to peak, it is the tallest mountain, but its base is underwater. Okay. So Everest would be surface to peak. Yeah, above sea level. Yeah. If you include just the part above sea level, it's lower than Everest, but from the base, it is the tallest. Anyway, so fact number four. In Hawaiian, planets have a different name when they are out in the evening than in the morning. Wow. Yeah, so when they're in the east or in the west, in the morning, in the evening, they have different names for the same planets. And sometimes they call different planets the same name because they were out at the same time in the same direction. And wayfarers and farmers would have different names because the stars and the planets would have different functions. So there are way more than just eight names for the planets in Hawaiian, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but Hokuloa is a very important one in particular. This is Venus in the morning, and this is for farmers. It's an important sign to like start your day. Hmm. And they call it the alarm clock of Hawaii. And Jupiter can be called sometimes Ka'awela, 
in the evenings. Sometimes that's also Mercury. Or it can be Yao if you see it in the morning. Oh, wow. Their mnemonic for remembering all this would be just crazy. They have many songs to remember them. Oh, wow. That's one way to solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. One last fact related to Hawaiian, and then I'm done with facts, is that many of those new dwarf planets that I mentioned, yeah. many of them are named after Hawaiian and other Polynesian gods and goddesses as a kind of a reference and homage to how important a lot of these Polynesian islands have been in the discovery of a lot of different celestial bodies. So Haumea is one of the newest ones, and that is a Hawaiian goddess. Wow. That was cool of them to do that. Very cool. So they weren't necessarily discovered in Hawaii, but they just named them after that. No, many bodies were discovered at Mauna Kea. They were? Oh. Yeah, at the observatory there. Okay, cool. Wow, those those were some really, really cool facts, theories, and some amazing anecdotes about planet names. Thank you, Andy, for that. Can you quickly do us a recount of the four facts before Tanner and I take a hit? Yeah. All right. Fact number one, the moons of all the planets, except Earth, are named for myths, except the moons of Uranus, which are named for Shakespeare characters. Fact number two, Asia's oldest surviving astronomical observatory is not in China, it is in Korea. Fact number three, the only planets mentioned in the Bible are Venus and Jupiter. And fact number four, in Hawaiian, planets have a different name if they are out in the evening or in the morning. All right. You're not making it easy on us here. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that's closest to an all or nothing. I'm going to go with the first fact. Okay. Not all the moons, except the ones in Uranus, are named for legends and myths. I started by saying that I actually heard about this. <laughs> very, very, very stupid if it turned out to be a lie. But I still want to go with my memory that I may have actually read this. So I think that might be true. Okay. The one that I think could be a possible lie is I don't think Asia's first observatory was in Korea. Where do you think it was? Could be China, could be Japan, or somewhere else in Asia, not in Korea. No specific reasoning, just my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Tell us. The big reveal. The lie is fact number three. The only planets mentioned in the Bible are Venus and Saturn, which it's not super mean because if you know anything about Hebrew and Judaism... You know that the Sabbath is on Saturday, Saturday. which ah, comes yes. from Saturn. Saturn. <laughs> so did you make up the fact about the cult of Jupiter? And the whole Lucifer thing? No, Lucifer is totally true. Venus is in the Bible. Okay. The Lucifer thing is totally okay. true. But no, it's not Jupiter. It's, it's Saturn. Okay. So that part there is... There is a mention there. of a cult, but it's not clear and it's debated whether it really is about jupiter or not and it's not translated huh. that way into english so. that's amazing well played well played Andy. Wow. well played that is amazing that's a good one i should have known i should have known thanks for listening to the i should have known podcast 
Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast.